0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Views from the Bench. Uh, today, uh, my guest, I don't think needs a very big introduction. If you're from Fond du Lac or play in the GLHL, but I'm happy to have on the show uh, GLHL legend, youth might uh, director in Fond du Lac, Robbie Coleman. How you doing?
1: Good. How are yourself? Thanks for having me. More, <laughs> more of an introduction than I really deserve, but uh, I'll take it. I guess.
0: You know, I, I try to pump up everybody. Um, I say things that aren't always true. And, you know, legend part, obviously, is uh, up for debate.
1: Far, far, yeah, very, very debatable. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but I'm, I'm happy to have you on right now because um, we've been doing a lot of interviews with coaches and, um, and we've, we've kind of been getting out of the coaching stuff so much. We've been talking with fitness instructors and advisors and things like that. But one of the things I'm happy to have you talk about is men's league hockey. Um and men's league hockey is it's an integral part of everyone's career because it's the last stop of everyone's career. And um and there's a faux pas with men's hockey and things like that, but there is uh there's a lot of awesome things that happen with men's hockey and, and uh, I'm excited to get into some of it. Um you played in an unbelievable league. Um uh, and I want to shed some light on people. So uh so thanks for coming on for that. But to start off everything right now, I just want to talk give me your youth playing career.
1: My youth playing career. Well, most people know if they don't I mean dad I'm from Chicago. I grew up playing hockey my whole life. My dad played hockey, uh my grandfather played hockey, my older brother played hockey, my little brother played hockey and like I told your your little brother when I interviewed with him, the reason uh my younger brother is a goalie is because me and my older brother needed somebody to shoot on in the basement when we were younger. So, I mean, it's our good memories growing up playing hockey in the basement. Our, I grew up until eighth grade in the same house that my dad grew up in. And, and there was areas when he, him and his brothers were playing. Um, you could still see the red line, blue line dots. and they painted, the, they painted the lines down there, but we had so much stuff down there. It was a big basement. It, it was really cool. And then, actually, my sister plays hockey also, and she currently coaches. Um, my older brother coaches a high school. My sister coaches a uh, Chicago Mission team, and my little brother plays recreational goalie. He's got two young daughters up in Minnesota, so we're scattered all over the place. And I have cousins, and so I just I played hockey in Chicago growing up, youth hockey. Never played anything tremendous. Just was a played a double A, and then I played in a. A league that I believe is still around, but it was right when it started. The Central States Developmental Hockey League It was below, step below Triple A. So that's I was never Triple A AAA player and did wasn't. I'm not not gonna claim I ever should have been or anything like that. I was just a just a just a guy. Like I like to tell guys in the in the locker room, we're all just a guy. And so played there, played high school, played travel then too, because in, in Illinois you can play high school and on a travel team. And then that pretty much. Was my youth career, and then played uh, one season of what I think it's called Tier Three now. It was called Junior B back then in Minnesota and Michigan, and then
0: ventured my way up to Fond du Lac. <laughs> That's one thing too that I, you know we haven't touched on much in a lot of my interviews done, but it's the family connection that happens with hockey and the the ability for kids to grow and become better players off of. The, the work in the basement with their siblings and playing and i'm sure your household was like mine growing up uh the competitive games in the basement might have been more competitive than the one we had on the ice uh.
1: yeah i mean usually it's someone bleeding someone sticking the face someone gets ran into a dresser that's just in the basement for whatever reason i'm screaming at my older brother he, he hit me i hit this and I, we it was just i remember playing nhl 95 sega and, one of us getting upset and turning off the system when we're losing. It, was, it I mean, it's 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 it is obviously great competitiveness, and it's it's good fond memories of playing with or doing playing sports with your brothers and and we I mean we also did baseball and things like that. It just I, we never got as competitive, at least I didn't. My older brother was the athletic one. He, I did I didn't try to compete with him. I just tried to some, sometimes get him upset.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. You're like like a lot of. Competition and stuff like that. I've seen in kids is it usually it it starts at home, like that that competitive nature at home. I mean, bring up even like video games. I remember one time my brother and I were playing a video game, and all of a sudden he told me out of nowhere, he's like, "Well, do you want me to try now?" I was like, "What do you mean you want me to try right now?" And then he, you know, we started the game. Then next thing I know, I'm down six rip, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, he's been slow playing me all these years." And he turned around, smack me at me. And then I just remember grabbing the remote controller and just chucking it at him, <laughs> yeah, like.
1: I don't think I mean i, I know when your brother. I don't know. I don't think he'd have much of a chance. His uh, his gaming uh, he was he was pretty intense about it when you even when you bring it up and
0: to him he was uh... if he cared as much of, if he cared about much about gaming as he did playing he'd probably be in the NHL right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, he'd be, yeah, he probably wouldn't be yeah playing playing in the in our league or anything like that or so absolutely, yeah.
0: um, but. Uh, before we jump more into the interview right now, I want to do want to do some uh, lightning rounds. The lightning rounds, we've been doing these with a lot of our stars to give you guys a little bit more info on, on the person we're interviewing. So the lightning round is we want you to just tell us about uh, tell the first thing that comes to mind, and we'll go from there, all right?
1: Shoot.
0: What is your best facial feature?
1: Oh, facial. Wow. I'm a hockey player. We really don't have much. Uh, I... I... I don't know. I try to sometimes grow crazy beards or something like that, or some sideburns. I remember if anyone remembers when I was nineteen on the Bears, I had mutton chops that were just probably awful. <laughs> I, uh, just, so, but yeah. So I'd have to say that.
0: <laughs> what is what superpower do you want? Superpower? Do I want? I don't
1: know. I like to be able to see through things, like see through walls or something like that. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna stop or there. Fly, we're flying. That'd be fun. But uh, lightning <laughs> hockey—that would have helped back then too. I guess there's like quite a few of them.
0: Who was your first coach?
1: Oh, uh, my first coach was what a lot of people say was my dad. So, mm-hmm. which was great and terrible at the same time. You know, he's on you a lot more, and and it's it's, it's so it's it's definitely fun to have your dad involved in your life, which my dad was all of our lives growing mm-hmm. up, and, and it. it, it but yeah, so, and I am the same way with my kid. Uh, just all over them, but you obviously care more and you want to, them to succeed and at least have fun and have a lot of fun. Who is your favorite coach? My favorite coach? Uh, I'd still have to say my dad. I mean, I, I did have one good junior coach, but our high school coaches were kind of. Um, the high school coaches that I have, it was kind of in a fiasco. The four years I was there, I mean, I probably was part of the problem. But uh, one junior team, I don't even – one junior team, I, the coach was – I don't know, he wasn't the greatest coach. I think he's still coaching now, which is weird on my, on my aspect. I'm not going to name his name or anything like that. And then I had a coach in, in uh, Michigan that was a pretty good coach, and I kind of regret. I wish I would have played longer and stuck around with him. And he was a great coach. I think he won – I think he won a title with the uh, Metro Jets, to their Ed Sheffler, I don't know if that rings a bell. If he's well-known in Michigan, obviously, your area a lot more. But I'd say those are the best coaches that, that I've had. But I'd probably see him put my dad at the most. I mean, he's probably the one I hate the most, too, but he's definitely <laughs> the best coach. And From the from the one thing that I know that he probably was is that my dad's obviously – he's older now. He doesn't really coach. He helps out my sister. A lot of the uh, – Kids that I played with growing up, and they know I always ask me when I see them when I play men's leagues, "How's your dad doing?" This and that. They they loved him as a coach. So I'd have to say I'd say that he 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 was a, he was probably more intense with me and more had more fun. But as he got older, he was definitely a fun guy. It's good seeing, and I've seen some coaches you, you that you've had play and, and go play men's league, and you know they're just regular guys too. Even though you thought they were coaches, they're, they're more intense and a, he's a big figure. But no, they're not. They're all the same.
0: This might have been the longest lightning round question I think I've ever had. <laughs> I can,
1: yeah, but I'd go forever we talk about hockey. I, I mean, how much time you got here? <laughs>
0: okay, one word answers. understand. I'll well, do that.
1: I'll
0: who was a, a, a better GLHL coach, Tom or not? Mike Belostieri?
1: Oh, Mikey, because he played me more. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're both, both good coaches, both intense uh, we obviously had a lot better team with Tommy McDonald, and I didn't get as much ice time. Even when it was seven to one, and we got a power play, Blick, Cyril, McMahon get out there as I'm sitting rotten on the bench. But that's okay. Uh, after we, after we, went, a lot of guys were and I got my chance. So.
0: <laughs> what championship meant more to you, the national championship or your first GLHL championship?
1: Uh, I got to see the GLHL championship. Uh, that was fun that yeah, was definitely fun. Um, the national championship was, was cool, but it was, I mean, yeah, cause that was in Fond du Lac. And then, uh, was it was a three years later, we won the, uh, tournament in Madison and which I thought we were done and that, uh, maybe we can get into that later the semifinal game, but, uh, definitely a big comeback. And then the championship game wasn't, it wasn't, uh, wasn't much of a much of a game, and it was nice winning that game too. Because a kid I played high school with was on the team that we beat in the championship. So I definitely say the uh, GLHL championship.
0: Who is the best player you've played with in the GLHL?
1: Played with on the same line.
0: On the same team.
1: Same <sighs> a lot of good ones. Uh, um, I mean, as much I hate to say this, this bugs me. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say three names. The one and one two. I'm saying both the names. Bugging <laughs> the crap out of me. One is you, and the other one's Ryan Smet, because those two players they make better players around them better.
0: Smet and, is a good call.
1: Yeah, and Smet's probably the most athletic player, and when he's on, you can't stop you can't stop him. And and you just your your dedication, hard work, and determination for everything. Um, it was just. It was fun to watch and fun to be a part of. So those two players. And my third player, and I played with him a lot, and he was definitely a character out there in weird ways, was Carl Bresser. His size, I mean, he, his talent was unbelievable. His, 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 his size, I and mean, he used it to his advantage from wraparounds. He, he crossed the goal line, and he's wrapping around, scoring on goalies. And a lot of times it hit the goalie and come right to me, and I'd score and just watch it and him play. He wouldn't pass. He'd go two-on-ones, and I'd button hook and go off. He's either going to miss the net or go for a wraparound. But yeah, it was, so those are the three that come to mind. There's still some, there's so many good ones. I mean, I can go on for this in hours. So better go to the next question.
0: But you know, like that, you brought up point because like uh, Smet is one of those players that he was so athletically, like just gifted, like things he could do on the ice. I remember watching him being like, one time he went down the ice and he switched hands and shot the puck. Yeah, just... And I remember, really, like, I wouldn't even try to think about doing something like that.
1: I would probably drop my stick. I'd my <laughs> he's just one of those guys that whatever sport you're playing, he's going to be good. Softball, volleyball. I'm sure he's good at golf. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I mean, just whatever. But he likes to have a good time. He's intense. And, you know, he's – sometimes he gets upset. I mean, he put up – out of the blue in a game, he puts up six points. The next game against a crappier team, he has zero. Mm-hmm. But, but he's – he's yeah, he's – athletically, yeah, he's, he's, he's one heck of a player.
0: Through your years on the final eight, what was your favorite team? My
1: favorite team, uh, the 2014 team, um, and the 2000—they're both championships. Well, I got—I got to say both of them. Well, first the 2012 team. The reason that was just awesome is because it was kind of a culmination of. Let's see, I don't know if I said that right. Not a word. <laughs> not a word, guy. That's okay. Uh, we were—we were with those players for so long. And then we finally won the championship. As getting screwed out of a championship in Mose and e, um, terrible call. And then losing a championship on Calumet the year before, which I we should have won that one. That was it would have been great. And that's the one that's the biggest regret because it was right after Don Coleman's passing, and we had everybody up there, and I, I thought we were ready to dethrone Mozeny. E. Took a couple of years later, but it was done. But the 2012 team, it was just with guys we were with for so long. And we just all—it was more of a. Everyone was working hard. Everyone was so serious, and we just wanted to win that. And a lot of guys left after that, so which also made the 2014 championship really well because it was a good mixture of young and new guys. And that one was we, that team had a lot of fun. We had a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of fun off the ice. Team guys became really good friends, which happens every year. And we won that championship in Fond du Lac, and that was that was really cool.
0: <laughs> Not being a Fond du Lac Bears team for your answer. What is the best team through all of your years of playing? that you play to get? Oh, I, I mean, that, that,
1: I'd have to say Moles paper makers. They're they're always good. They're always good. I mean, this year they were probably they were the best team in the league, and it would have been a tough <clears> championship <throat> before everything got canceled. But they've always been there. They've won every single championship, and and it bugged the crap out of me that we won nothing until, until uh, 2009 because we had nothing really to throw back at them, but. They've been consistently really good. I think it's that nice mixture of Mosinee being between Wausau and Stevens Point, which is you know, a lot of good hockey up there. And they draw well, great fans. They just built a new locker room, so I can expect them to be really, really good in the future.
0: So we're done with the lightning round, which was not really a lightning round. But, uh, yeah,
1: cool.
0: <laughs> one of the things I, I want to get into, since, since we've already been touching on it quite a bit with the GLHL, is what, you know, for those people that are listening right now, what is the GLHL?
1: Uh, it's, it's a full-check men's league, and uh, we have, currently we have nine teams, uh, six in Wisconsin, three in Michigan, upper Michigan. Uh, it's pretty much just the thing to do after hockey's over with. I mean, you know I mean? hockey ends for guy, guys at 18, some of it end after high school, some of it ends, ends after college, some of it ends after juniors. so 18 to 24. Some guys just take a few years off, and it's, just, it's the men's league. It just gives players something to do. We get fans. Which it makes them a little more intense. The games. I mean, it's a lot. It's good hockey. I mean, it's not you're just throwing together guys. You know, half half in the bag. Just you know, just doing it to get some exercise. I mean, you're gonna work hard, and if you don't, you're not gonna you're not gonna last very long. You gotta have the intensity. But it's it's a great great game. Great great thing to do if you still want to play hockey and you just don't have the time um, to play <clears throat> juniors, or you got a job, and it just it, it just it's great. It's it's great for to to have. Yeah.
0: On, so it's one of the things I tell people when they try to explain to the GLHL. As I said it's like a junior league but for adults who are not ready to give it up yet.
1: Yeah. Well obviously I'm not ready to give it up and I'm 36 years old.
0: Yeah. But. And then the other thing too I tell people is like not only is it, it's like a fun adult league to play in but I said it's also guys that live that uh, it's not that they don't want to give it up yet but it's also like we we still think we're kind of like got a shot at the NHL you know like
1: and, and also it's a way, a way to get, get away from a reality. I mean, guys yep. work a day, work all, I mean, guys work weekends, they come flying in from work. It's a good thing just to hang out in the locker room with guys, shoot, shoot the breeze and, you know, have a couple soda pops and just get away from everything for a while. I mean, it's a good release.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you, like so a lot of people that don't, they don't understand NHL and I try to explain it to people. It's like, it is, it's, it's an awesome men's league hockey to play in. Um, the games are 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 good, like you know, and 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 the the teams are good, and you know, sure you have one team or here or there that you know they're they're struggling, but they come back and they'll bounce back a year later. But what is the makeup of an average team on a GHL? I'd say
1: for average, you got your top line of players are usually top four at ND are probably college kids that mm-hmm. made div- mainly Division three. You get some rare Division ones or X pros. If it is pros, it's usually low level pros, S P whatever that Federal League's called. And it's so you got your top line's usually division, division three players or higher better junior players, which is kind mm-hmm. of what ours was. Your second your second line is your junior players, average junior players, better high school players. Your third line um, is usually high school players and And then your fourth line is could be just high school players, too. But obviously, the better teams have you know could spread it out more and more college kids. And it all comes down to goaltending. And if you don't have a goalie, you can't win because that's that's what what every good team in the league has. has So, in order to win, you got to have good goaltending. So, yeah, nice to have a college kid playing goalie.
0: So, (laughs) you talk about goaltending the GHL, you know, it's one of those. I, I always because a good goaltending save percentage for, like, you know, the NHL and professionals, like 90%. A good GLHL goalie save percent is probably 85, 86. Yeah,
1: keep it in the 85 and up. If you give up three goals in a GLHO game, that's a great game. Four, pretty solid. Five is – okay, keep it under five and we should be able to win. Yeah, that's – Four goals, we'll take it. Three, absolutely.
0: Oh, Yeah. And you know that's one of the things that does separate the GLHL from other men's leagues is that we try we try to play defense. At least we will yell at people to other people to play defense. know oh, I didn't play much. Um, I mean, like You're
1: I. That's, I, that's the last thing. I mean, sometimes, sometimes, the good things just fall over, and maybe the puck will just gets <laughs> between you, they can push it out of the way and do it in your own zone. I mean, it's a good breakout play. You know, travel us, You know, I've seen it all.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, now. We've we've talked about the makeup of the GLHL As we've talked about players in the GLHL. What is the main reason why you've kept playing? You're going on your nineteenth year, or 20th year?
1: 18.
0: 18. So you've played 18 years. Your your elite prospects page is a telling sign. Um I'm gonna try to do a screen share right here. Um should have say prospects
1: instead of elite prospects, huh? Whatever,
0: you know what I'm talking about. And and,
1: and and also, I think I've been on that before. There's two seasons that was that was not included on that before they started taking stats online.
0: So that's so. Can I, you see your elite prospects page?
1: Yeah, I've I've seen it before, so I know where it's coming from. There's like I said, there's two more years on there that I'm getting I'm getting dogged on. I, I would like that put on there and. Something, but I I started playing before online stats became a thing.
0: I want to ask the question: Once you see your elite prospects page, I want to ask the question: What happened around your 2008 year? Why your points jumped?
1: Why my points jumped? Yeah, I think it it was a combination of things. Once I think that 2008 was it 2008.
0: It was a uh, late, uh, like, late yeah, it might have been 2009.
1: Okay, but well, it I mean, there's uh, a jump a little bit better in 2013.
0: 2011, it starts jumping. Sorry. All
1: right, that's when I started to get to play more. Guys started retiring, and they're all right, I got to play them now. Um, couple, I think I missed like a year. I hurt my knee, so that was out. So that's why I I like those to be removed if possible. And uh, maybe D not dn did not play injury. Sometimes I see that. Um, Kind of like you complained about that one year on Lawrence, you got dogged by that. But uh, I think it was it a combination of getting more ice time. Um, and one thing to be honest with like once you stick around longer, they start playing you more. Once guys start liking, guys start, you know, guys more, you put your time in. So that's just like, just like another thing. It's not normal like normal, you know, hockey. But the best players do get their ice time right away. So don't think we don't do that. But it was also off-season training. I, I, I think I took it more serious. I wouldn't call it training. It's just getting in better shape, being able to play a lot more, not, you know, just gliding down the ice. Um, and then just worrying about, you know, drinking that six pack afterwards and going to get some late night food, which still, it's still part of the game and have, have, have fun with it. But I, I started to, you know, drop some LBs and try to, try to do realize there's more than just skating. And also, I think I started to skate more. I think it was, I think I also, I think that was the year I remember one year on the bears. I, uh, got guys that we practiced twice a, twice a week. And that was just an optional practice on Mondays. And it was just, I don't know. And I played, I also played in the men's league in Fond du Lac. I think one year I played men's league in Milwaukee too. So I just kind of dedicated myself more to wanting to play more. I think I started to get older and realized, oh, okay, well, if I want to keep and being at least decent out here, I better get in somewhat shape. Otherwise you're just, I've seen guys eat their way right out of the lake and you don't want to do
0: that. I think that was the point I was trying to make. You actually started training around 27, 28, correct? I wouldn't call
1: it training, but
0: yeah. No, it was training. I lived were you. You were training. You were... Yeah.
1: And it was just you know, starting to, okay, I'm going to try to run a mile, ran a mile. Yeah. Let's go two. Let's go three. Hey, let's do a 5K. Let's do a half mile. I mean, I, I, Most I ever did was a half marathon, which wasn't too bad. I don't. I think I could ever do a marathon. I don't think I can. I think I. I think it's more mental than anything. But
0: so you started training around that. That's one of the things I, I always talk about. That's what makes the GLHL what it is, and it's fun. Is like people do take it serious enough. That at you with know, some people consider the twilights of their careers, they're playing men's league hockey. And then some people, some people say, like, well, I'm going to start training and I'm going to start trying to be better in this thing. And you did that. Like, that's, that's what makes GLHL the GLHL, right?
1: Right. And you see players that are unbelievably talented. They come a year after juniors or college. They're good for a year or two. They hang around and then they can't skate. Mm-hmm. And they can barely keep up with anything and then they just quit. And you see reverse. Just a mediocre player puts his time in. I think another thing with the men's league, or with with the GLHL, you have to learn the league. You got to learn what not to do and what to do when your opportunity is. Sometimes you know the puck's in the corner. You, you got to avoid getting. Sometimes you got to avoid that hit. You don't need to. You don't need to get. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this play. Well, it's the first period. The score is one to one. you gonna go get laid out by a guy that's six four when I'm five nine. No, you can have the puck, and. Like, like, another thing, another saying, like best ability, especially in the GLHL, best ability is availability. That's they kind of like we really like to go by nowadays. Guys are hurt. Oh, you're great, but you're hurt. I mean, it looks like I got to play.
0: So. I was gonna say, you were, uh you were one of the biggest pigeons on all the Bears' teams, the early teens by by you were showing up to everything. When players got hurt, you were the first one to swoop in there, and that's that.
1: Uh, oh, you got a 10-minute misconduct. You take time. I'm in. I you know. It's, just, just put me in. Sometimes, sometimes the coach said, "Get back on the bench." <laughs> but, but yeah. I'm like,
0: you bring up ten-minute misconduct. How <laughs> many
1: opportunities? I don't care how they are.
0: <laughs> Best ability is your availability. That's, <laughs> that's 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 a lot of truth here. Um, how many ten-minute miscounts do you think you've got in your career? Oh, I don't know. But uh,
1: this year, honestly, I was I was shocked. We had the league beating this past. Weekend, I did not get a penalty all year. That's a lot. Not one penalty all year. I had more penalties in the DK Five tournament than I did in in the the whole GLHL season. I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe it's just I gotta I gotta losing the edge of getting older. I better I gotta get a little spike. Yeah, nothing. I mean the refs are giving me more leniency because I'm actually kind of nice to them now. All the ones that would just see me and I used I used to get ten minutes down. The ref would look at me and they'd be pointing and right away. So. That's a good penalty. If you look at that elite prospects here, I think I one season I had uh, a lot of points and a lot of pimps. That was a great fantasy season for me. I would have been maybe even a first round pick.
0: <laughs> you had sixty, you had sixty seven penalty minutes, thirty three points in like twenty something games.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Okay. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> and I don't know if you're first round material, but I think all right,
1: okay, all right we'll go with that. Yeah, right. it depends on how many. Is it twelve key, player league or what?
0: One, <laughs> I don't think there's a GHL fantasy draft.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: Maybe you might be you and Berentini might be the only two that I know that probably participate.
1: That was always that was always a good joke that we always had. Is like, oh, that's a good fantasy night, yeah. But like I said, yeah. And our goal um, is just to let things go in the league too. If somebody like you know what you have a bad game, nobody cares. It's just- <laughs> And it's the same thing with with kids also. I mean, when they're when they're playing juniors or college, they have bad games. And if you're, and I think that was one thing that kind of <coughs> juniors. I I was one of those bubble guys. If you if if I had a bad game, oh crap! I am I I'm getting caught? And I think I think that's one thing that hurts players if they're not comfortable. They're worried about you know losing their spot. They just can't be themselves. So that's what I think. What coaching helps out is let a player be comfortable and play their game. Yeah.
0: What is. What is one of the best parts about playing in the final years? Like is it is the locker room is the friendships, the road trips?
1: I think it's the way that every I mean we get taken care of by the by the organization, by the blue line, by by the fans. The, I mean, the locker room. I mean, we have our own locker room as a men's league team. I mean, it's I mean it's nothing fancy, but it's nice. It's like we don't have to take our equipment home. I mean, most teams and most teams in the league are starting to go that way in our league, but I remember for a while we were the only one, but it's just it make it. It's hard not to like it. They make you. They make you rope and you make. You know. I mean, you don't have to skate every day, and you have fun at practice. And like I said, I mean, especially when you're playing a men's league game, and you got close to 1500 fans some games, especially on some promotion right So it, it, it's, it's just everything. And then and in the town's just fun. It's a good small big town, little big town we used to call it, and back in the day. But yeah, it's it, it's stuff. Yeah, we were definitely the model for a while, especially when we got good for the league. So
0: that was one of the things that's amazing about the GLHL is that you get to visit all these towns, right? And and then the personalities on the teams and things like that. It's uh it's it's so it's so much fun. I mean, like when Monroe was back in the league, I mean, never in my wildest dreams would I ever say I want to go to Monroe, Wisconsin. But when I finally went there, I'm like, hey, this is it's kind of neat. I mean, like, mean <laughs> You did not. And and then you know you start to get to you get to know Monroe and then all of a sudden people tell you well, it's near Madison and you realize it's, it's like forty five minutes southwest of Madison and you're like It was part of the suburb of Madison it's like almost in Illinois Yeah I know yeah. and then all of a sudden you get to go to other places too like you get to go to Mosey and, e and you, you know you're there because you can smell it about no. Why don't you get off the top of it Yeah uh-
1: I mean, it's intense up there you got some cruel fans and it's it's fun I mean it makes it all crap I mean it makes you feel like you're actually playing somewhere important for all
0: in a little while. So. Yeah. I mean like I mean from Mosney to Eagle River and then you go up to the to the armory in Calumet. And it's it's so much fun. I mean, I can remember going to Calumet, Michigan for my first time and you know, coming from college hockey, I was kind of hoping like, okay, what's this you know, what's this bus trip gonna be like? And then when I got onto the bus I realized it's kind of an episode slapshot. <laughs> like it's it's, it really was. I mean, the guys were having a good time on the bus, we're playing cards, we're hanging out. You get up to Houghton and you get up and you get to see the D, and the D's. D is historic, right? I mean, it's, it's fantastic to play in. And, and then you get to the armory, it must have been January and minus 15 outside. Our, our water bottles are on the bench. Um, you know, like.
1: You step on the bench, the, it, 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 the ice from that going on the bench. You're pretty much skating on the bench because yeah. it's over, especially if you go in the middle of January. But yeah, it's. There's some great rinks that we go on, and now a newer newer team in the league. I don't think you've been up there. I think you've been gone to is Marquette, Michigan. That that is Lakeview Arena. That's a really cool rink. I was shocked when I was up there, and it has that's so a Northern Michigan's old rink, and they've had a, quite a few junior quite a few junior teams up there. It's it's a pretty cool barn, and it's definitely. I mean, there's it's, it's definitely a lot of historic in the league, and a lot of teams have been around for a while,
0: and uh, it's, yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool, and it's also like. People don't really think about this, but I mean, since I've been playing, I've, I've ran into so many people that have played in the LHL that you played against, right? And you know, it's one of those things when someone's like, Oh, you know, you, you see him, you recognize, him, you're like, Hey, you're that guy, right? And they're like, Yeah, and you talk to him, and immediately you're kind of like, a Pretty good guy because he went through what I went through, right? He played in the G, he was the one that said, Okay, it's Friday night, we got a game at eight. Up in Eagle River, I gotta take two hours off of work to make sure I get there on time. And, and that's the thing that I think is unique is everybody buys into, right? The players who really are dedicated and they buy into you kind of have this bond with the other players on your team, right? Like I remember driving down to Vernon Hills on a Friday and we did leave at like two PM because we didn't want to hit Milwaukee rush hour traffic. But so we're taking hours off of work, we're taking time away from our families just to make a men's league hockey game in Vernon Hills that's got about 14 people in the stands. <laughs> and meanwhile, we got there. We found out our game time was at 8. Now it's at 10.30. Yeah, yeah i
1: fine. Warm-ups didn't even start at 8. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. So, um,
1: those, those are the good teams. Those are the good teams yeah. that buy in, that, ha- that have all those guys doing that. It's it just you need you need to have three good lines and at least two really good lines to score and a third line that doesn't stop. And, and obviously, and one of the most important things, and I'll never bring it up, is you got to have good D. Yeah. Good D is is definitely key in that in, in the
0: league. Yeah, that's the other thing too that people don't realize too about the GLHL is there are healthy scratches. <laughs> like like you bring up having good three lines. I remember going to Bears games with twenty five plays, and as we're driving to the game, we're wondering, well, you know, is coach told this person he's scratched yet?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's. I mean, you get some times it's like, oh, some guys, some guys just don't get a shift, and and those are the guys, you know, the guys that are that are keeping that. Don't complain. And those guys stick around. Part of the thing is being a, on a men's league team is you. The, the team will get rid of anybody. If you're the best player, if you're the best player on the team, but you're just a pain and nobody wants to deal with, they're, they're, they'll get rid of you. So once players are done playing and they say, "I accept to play men's league," just be a fun guy, be personable, be okay. If you know you're the new guy, and not you, you think you should be out there. Whatever, wait for your time, prove it. You'll eventually, if, if you deserve to be out there, you'll be out there. But and even guys that aren't very good and then they don't get a shift the game. But we have had, we've had players on our team that didn't play for games. I've sat pretty much a whole game. But then eventually you learn the league, you get better, work at it. And then you're playing on a regular shift. So.
0: Yep. And that's what I think is awesome about the G.L.A. because it's a lot like, you know, I think it kind of like a lot of like softball and things like that too. Because if you're a really good player, it doesn't mean you play all the time. There's no one who wants to deal with you sometimes, right? And.
1: He wants to deal with that.
0: Yeah, it, when we're all past playing college or whatever it is, we're in the twilights of our career, we want to have a good time. I don't want to deal with, you know, Johnny who's got an arrogant side to him over here, thinks he should be playing every third shift just because he played D1 last year. Like, dude, you still have to prove it. Like, you still have to come in here. And then that's the other thing, too, about that people don't understand about men's league sports is that in, in young kids, especially when they get done with high school, right? They have that, like, oh, it's beer, it's right? I'm just going to. I'll just play. You're like, no, like you still have to fit in, man. Fitting in is the most important part of being on the team, right?
1: Absolutely, and yeah, it's if you if you if you're not liked by your teammates or if you're not a fun guy to be around, and and it's not hard to be a fun guy to be around. It's all decisions made by that person. It's not like people players are being jerk. You want to, you don't want to be getting dressed in two locker rooms. I'd rather. I mean, you want your guys. To, and I know with everything going on. A foot next to you. If you have to jam in one locker room, you'd rather you'd rather do that. Just just you can hear the stories of the just shooting shooting the breeze. I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely sometimes more fun in the locker room than on the ice. That? Oh yeah,
0: that's I think that's one of the reasons. That's one of the things I miss the most is like I I, I, I miss getting in a road trip with like four to, four guys and you're crammed into a car and you're driving you know. S- 90 miles to a game if they get there two hours ahead of time this one guy wants to spend an hour and a half stretching and throwing a football right <laughs> like yeah and then also you you get to the game and you realize that these these mensley hockey players not only are they stretching and throwing a football and warming up like how like they did in college but you realize they have this their own little like um uh nutritional guides that are helping them with their shakes their protein mixes their their gel things like that and you realize that these guys, they're, they, they care just as much like, then their competitive side. And it's that competitive side that we talk about when you, you're a kid, right? <laughs> like, it-
1: I think that whole nutrition thing has definitely got, become bigger and bigger in the last five years. Uh, the game, I think the league's gotten a lot more faster and less physical over the last five years, which kind of helped me because if, if it was as physical as it was when I was 23, 24, 25, I wouldn't be able to play' cause i'm def- I'm just older, but like I said, like I said earlier, just learning to avoid situations too, and it's definitely smart, but yeah, it take care of your body for anything, even even for everyday life it just, you just you need to do it just so you can go and you know just play in a pick up game at at a park, a baseball game or anything, run with the kids, you know try to try to motivate coaching you don't want nobody mm-hmm. wants to coach that can can't even do a circle. Like, one thing I like to do coaching is, I mean, I'll do the drills, especially because I have mics and I can speak forever and they won't listen to a word I say. and it, they, they need to see it, so which I'm fine with, and I, I want to be able to definitely do that. So it's more than just playing men's league hockey, stay in decent shape. and You don't got to be in the greatest shape. Let's not, not win any awards or anything like that. If it's just
0: Well, then let me get, let's me let get into the coaching side. How does playing still after all these years uh, help you and your coach?
1: I think it's just being still involved in the game and, and knowing people. I mean, you, you just, you learn to adapt to how the league changes or how hockey changes. You're, you're, I mean, I, I pretty much every every uh, team that I've been, that I coach up against for Mites for the last two, three years, I you know, run an app, go up to Appleton. I run with the guys that I played against for the Appleton team Green Bay, Mozanie. And it's cool. And, and you know, like you said, when you see, run into a guy coaching, even though you've been battling against them on the ice for the last eight, nine years, you just, it, you just say, Hey, how are you going? Stuff like that. And usually, like you said, they're nice guys, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just learning, just knowing how hockey changes and staying involved in it, staying on your toes and not getting rusty. And, you know, I don't care if the goalie's a mite, I like still scoring on them. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you, you would, you like know, you would.
1: got to celebrate they're right in front of their parents and,
0: I mean, just going back to your league prospects page, you didn't score much, but.
1: Uh, <laughs> a couple of years I had a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't. I'm kidding. Knocking off the sheet, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> am um, But, uh, you know, you've been playing with the final leg years for so long and things like that. What is one thing and one piece of advice you have to a kid, uh, namely, let's just say a, a, a new kid joining the final life what is one thing you, you try to tell the kids or the kid who's coming on to the team that kind of will hopefully make them understand like what the bears are about.
1: Pass the puck to me? No. It's just, (laughs) it's just, just just learn. And sometimes it's just to keep quiet and, you know, just, just see how everything's going. Just adapt. You find your role and you're just your, your way in there. And for most part, the younger kids we have this year were pretty good. And, and it just it, just accept it. Don't think you're better than anything because you're not. I mean, that's, there's a reason why you're there. If you were good enough, you'd be playing somewhere. And you know, most guys, it it stinks with hockey. Most players aren't going to go anywhere. You're I mean, going Division Three is is a great accomplishment, but for the most part, all the kids that are playing high school or anything like that how many kids are of, of the high school teams this year in final? like probably played Division Three. Who knows? I mean, hopefully a lot, but it could be two, could be three, could be zero. You never know.
0: Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, we I tell the kids all the time who are interested in playing men's league hockey is, like, if you want to play and you want to fit in on whatever team you're just joining, like, you've got to leave your ego at the door. And I think that's one of the awesome things and we've, we've talked about. It. Like, like some of these kids that come in from high school and they, they were good high school players, they get to the GLHL or they get to their men's league team and they realize that it's a different game, A. And then B, some of these guys can play. <laughs> like, like
1: they might not have played anywhere but they're still smart and they know they know the game and 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 another thing is just because you're eighteen and you're not playing on a junior team and you're not playing you could still develop. I mean I, I I think your hands your hands become when you're later when you're older. Yeah. So just because you're playing men's league or just playing, you're not even doing anything, you can become a better hockey player. Just don't think that oh, because I'm not on a you know, any any organized team or I'm just playing men's league, it doesn't mean I can't get better. There's always room for improvement, especially as you get older, especially when you're in your early 20s, even your mid 20s.
0: Yep.
1: Once you hit your later mid 30s, it starts to go downhill, but you got some good years before you get there, I would, I would hope, for a lot of kids. Um,
0: we've had a few people email me questions in preparation for this, this interview. <clears throat> One of the questions I got from people was What is your favorite GLHL Bears memory?
1: Bears memory. Well,
0: from a game, road trip, whatever it may be. As a
1: team or as a person? Like got the two
0: different ones. Uh, I'll just it's say team.
1: As a team? Well, like I said earlier, when we won our first championship uh um in two thousand twelve in Madison, we were in the semifinal game against Mozany, who's had our who had our number and we were down wow. five to two with like I think it was three minutes left. It was yeah. We had a guy, Carl Bresser, come out of the box, and I nudged the guy next to me. You know, he's going to score right here. Puck comes out. Slips. I mean, Carl's, he's not going back in the zone. We all know all, what kind of player he is. He came out of the box. you know, and Everyone could tell his angle. Someone got the puck to him. I don't know if he had a break. I don't remember. It was eight years ago. He scored 5-3. And I was like, oh, we're not done. We're not done. So, all right. And then a minute and a half goes by. 59 seconds left, I think. I think you scored? Yep. He scored him and then it was down one goal. So everyone, it's frenzy. I mean the other semifinal game was after us, so everybody's watching, everyone's freaking out. And then with so we call our timeout. Goalie's out, obviously. I think it was out for the last two goals. Um 59 seconds face off in the inner zone. About with like 40, 40 seconds left. So right off, right off the bang, Ryan Smet has a gets a pass in the slot, misses the net. I'm like, oh no. That was it. We blew it, we blew it, and then, but I think it was a 26 seconds left. Did, did you score? No, you didn't score that one. Uh, I don't know who scored that one. Was it, it could have been Smatter, Joe Searle, or someone. It might have been Joey Searle um, score that to tie that up. I know if they're listening, they're going to kill me if we're it was. It right. was
0: Bresser, Bresser got it again.
1: <laughs> did he get it again? Right. Yeah, Bresser got it again. He's not listening. Not worry about him. So, <laughs> so then we tie it up, and we're like, holy crap! And then and then we get in overtime, and then I think go, puck got dumped in. I think Matt Williams made a nice play and dumped in Joe Searle Joe crashed the corner. Just grinded it like he always does, gets in front of the net and then once again the puck finds you and you score and we celebrate. So that was and then beating them and then we played the Vernon Hills team of championship and smoked them. Um yeah, we smoked you Tyler Gross, hopefully he's listening. And uh so we won that one, but that was probably the best team. It was just it was such a roller coaster and it just I, there was no way we weren't winning that championship game after that. It was and then we went 5-1, and they scored a <laughs> fluke goal, too. And that was probably the best team thing. Best, uh, one of the uh, best, I well, I had two. So I, one was actually last year. I mean, uh, you, you were playing. I scored a hat trick, and I got my third goal in overtime against Green, the Deacons and to win that one. Um, another one was against the Deacons. I guess I just like playing the Deacons at home. It was, it was many years ago. Uh, we were shorthanded in overtime, and... I had a breakaway. I actually scored, but the ref never saw it because he was out of position. And so he gave me a penalty shot, and I scored again. <laughs> and it was the same night, this is how long ago, that it was the same night that, because uh, I still get crap from Ryan Smet, that the high school won the state championship in 07. So that tells how long. And it was St. Patrick's Day, so it was uh a little lucky to be that game, so definitely lucky. But yeah, I remember that my guy who was who I was penalty killing with, I think he got a stick in the face. John Hathman. so he's bleeding everywhere, and I and I'm and I'm scoring a goal. He didn't you know, like, even well, he didn't even know what happened, but so I, it definitely it was. So those those are some good memories.
0: But like, I, I remember I remember the breakaway goal, and the penalty shot. I remember being like, I remember thinking like, <laughs> don't take any offenses. I remember being like. Crap. Why are we letting you? Like we can pick anybody we want. Like, like. Well, like,
1: well, like I said, we had four on the ice, so yeah. And John would was busted open, so he would even saw the net. And otherwise, he got to go with a D. I was like, all right, they're like, oh great, just
0: let him go. <laughs> so. No, I, it, I I also remember that uh, that e game because, like, the, I think it, it goes into like what you know what men hockey was, was to us, and it still is to a lot of people right now, but it was a – it was it, – like, we were a team. Like, I remember – I think it was – we were debating how to tell some of the players before the game, hey, you're not even on one of the top four lines. You're, you know, you're, you're sitting what at number
1: – thing, I was one
0: of them. <laughs> I didn't want to say I it. I
1: remember. I remember yeah. we, had, we were rolling three lines because it's hard to run. You can't roll four lines. You got, you're got you older. you got to keep the yeah. body – Rolling four lines, you only do in, like, a blowout or getting blown out, and we got to roll three lines because your body stiffens up, and I remember, and I think one of the players wasn't at the first game on Friday, so and then, then he came, and we had a deep team, and I'm like, oh, crap, and then, uh, sure enough, I kind of rotated in here and there, and I scored a goal earlier in that game, and I only had, like, two or three shifts that period, and I remember scoring, and... And I was a little pouty. Let's knock on, but I was a little upset, but I accept whatever. It was just, I, mean, I kept my mouth shut because we needed to win the game. So I just have half hearted celebration. And then you guys are just laughing at me and stuff like that. So, I mean, there you go. There's men's league. A, a semifinal game, our season can end, but guys are still having a good time. Whatever at each other's expense, but that's fine. I don't care if I, it's at my expense. It's okay.
0: I love that because I was going to say like, because we were down five to one when that happened and you made it five to two. And, it was funny just because like you were mad, but at the same time you weren't mad and you scored, and you're like, you that's still, mind. Yeah, not, that's
1: good. I still wanted to win. I was still one after you scored the overtime. I was still one of the first guys to jump over the boards and celebrate. I didn't get a shift in overtime, and at that point, I didn't want one. <laughs> so I just keep. I'm good here. No, I'm good.
0: But that also goes into if you remember correctly, you brought up some of the names that you said uh, in that game. Like if you remember, like Joe Searle, he he didn't get first shift of overtime. What that shift? like he he wasn't even on a line at that point he was he was sitting on that at the end of that like fourth line thing because you know like he had he had come into the tournament he had not played a lot of games that season he had started to work a lot and things like that so um but like he had one shift in that overtime and look what happened and, but that was a thing' it's like you guys at that point didn't care right it like, yeah. it's like just- it's
1: he might have been he might not have got shifted because he was probably sucking the inhaler, like he said he didn't play that much that year, so probably yeah. I mean, not in the greatest shape. But so, yeah. but no, it was definitely like he was a grinder. You threw him in there, he mm-hmm. went in the corner, broke up the play, and like I said, I mean, all that's is history, I guess.
0: Yeah, like that's a that that game was like you also said too it was like, and that's part of the GLHL, the tournament. Now, if you people out there that have seen a GLHL game, and you, I mean. Uh, they're hit or miss. Some of the games are amazing. Some of them are. Some of them are. Ugh. They're terrible. Yeah, yeah. You get to the GLHL tournament. and I will tell you that the the level of competition goes through the roof. Like, it guys, it's it's you know like I will never block a shot. I, ne- I don't think I ever registered a block shot. that just happened to be in the way right. um, in a GLHL regular season game. But even in, in tournament time, I would I would flamingo it. I'd make an attempt. I'd make it look good.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean a lot of it. I mean teams come with they're their fully loaded I mean some guys sometimes you see teams like uh it says he played five games this year, but we all know he didn't and, you know I think it was last year up in Mosini they had these two brothers from that were on a, a certain team that's pretty close to us um, that were probably they're both six, four, six, five and well I'm like we haven't seen them all year. Especially one of them, I, I never even saw the one. I, mean, I look. About, of course, he played at Miami of Ohio, but they didn't win it. But it's because it is a different mentality. If a guy's never played in the league, I, I mean, he's still going to be good. Let's not get it wrong. You got to still learn. Over what kind of league this is? So,
0: but that's the other thing too. Sometimes players they don't realize you got to know how to play the game. You got to understand that men's league hockey though too is like when some of these guys they think they're walking into a men's like they, they don't know the league that well. So when they They played a few regular season games, but when they get to the GLHL tournament, they don't realize the level of effort that other teams put in, and so they're sitting there thinking, well, it's going to be another GLHL game where I can skate up and down the ice. I probably won't get that much, Uh, you know, but then when they get into the tournament, it's like, oh, no, everyone's playing hockey now. Like, we're back. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's definitely good, and I think this year would have been good, too, because we had a lot of one-goal games and overtimes, and for time games this year and it was kind of unfortunate that the whole thing got canceled but it is what it is but no it's definitely definitely intense good hockey i think it's i mean you i mean you could go to pro I mean low level pro game pro games that aren't as good as some of those but it's a long week and it definitely takes a toll on a lot of guys so sometimes uh, it's it, some teams don't some teams don't last they might have the most talented team but they're not deep so you got to be deep also even sometimes four lines deep because now it, now it's no, I think four games in three eight, three days, which is just ridiculous, if you ask me. But, but yeah, it's 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 definitely intense, fast paced, good hockey.
0: Yeah, it's it's it's, and that's the other thing too is that like I'm hoping people out there realize it's perspective, right? Like, it's good hockey for men's like hockey. If like it's not Division three hockey, like you're not gonna like see that pace, you're not gonna see that stuff. But what it is is it allows people to still have fun and that's of my big themes and all these interviews i've done is and it's why i love glhl players a coach it's why i love glhl players that help around the rink and things like that because if they play in the glhl generally they love the game of hockey like because it takes a special person to sit there like and i've said it before to take two hours off of work drive down Two, three hours for a game to make sure you get there, you know, an hour and a half beforehand. It takes a special kind of someone to like dedicate, you know, 13 weekends in your winter to a team, right? And then practice a week. And then, you know, and then all the extracurricular activities that go with it, such as like, well, you broke two sticks today. Oh man, I got to get two new sticks now, right? And then the money goes up there. Now, people that play now, like, not just that. It's like you did back in two thousand eleven. You started training.
1: Whatever, whatever you can get your way in there. Yeah, it's tough. Def- yeah, no, it it's definitely takes a lot of your time. You take take time away from your family. For a lot of guys, do that as you get older, which I I've kind of done. And you definitely need a little help by the from the wife or girlfriend that they're kind of lenient. Sometimes the wives and girlfriends become really good fans. So some guys got, but someone's got to take care of the kids as you get older. But I mean, a lot of people just I mean, you got. I think there's only a limited time that you can play men's league in for in a league like this. So I mean, if you, I think guys or some guys just regret. Oh, I wish I would have played a couple more years, stuff like that. I don't you know. I I would like to play for a couple more, but I, I don't know how long. It'll yeah. Me, but I definitely want to break the record for most seasons played by the Bears. So.
0: <laughs> what is that? At?
1: That will be. I think I believe it is uh, 18 seasons
0: by Mr. Oh. Tim. So you, next year you're going to theoretically beat it. Well, tie it. Tie it. Is there anybody on elite prospects stage that has more games played than you?
1: Well, there's been some guys that have played as long as. More, but just I've looked at games played. I, I don't know. Come on. No, I haven't. I have not have looked at. Things. Hey, I'm not. I'm not the leaderboard of any stage. <laughs> LHL or anything by that matter so I'm not gonna be on the leaderboard like you are I'm sure I'm still number one nobody's near me I still have the most seasons most points in a season one guy got up to, I think it was 70 a couple of years ago put a little
0: scare for your money so <laughs> um, I'm
1: older too so you don't got to worry about
0: <laughs> one of the things I wanted to ask last was I want you to, to go back and give a you were 18 in your first league your second league? Nineteen. I want you to go back and give your nineteen-year-old self one piece of advice before you walked onto the ice before your first final experience tryout. What would it be?
1: Before the first tryout. Uh, tryout. So
0: before I, you even hopped on the ice, what would what would the advice be?
1: I don't know. I I'd probably. I think I had the. I was. I just wanted to play hockey. I was done playing juniors, and I didn't really wasn't recruited to play anywhere. So I was kind of accepted. I was kind of done. But it was just have fun. If you're not having fun, don't mean you're not. If you're not having fun, you're not going to play your best. So if you're having fun, you're going to be playing your best. And I remember my first tryout like it was yesterday because there was one guy that had a helmet on that was one of those see-through Coopers. And it was I don't, I don't know what happened to him. Well, he got laid out and his helmet got knocked off by one of our players. Uh, it was kind of funny. The guy deserved it. And then I remember the first scrimmage I got. I was trying to get out. Uh, and I, I was kind of the the try we weren't very good back then so the, the, I was one of the better players out there and I was the only guy that nobody knew who they w- was that was halfway decent and one of the one of the players gave me a not a good clean hit in the scrimmage in the corner and uh lot of Dave Carlson wanted to just give me a little test uh, a lot of people Bob sure know who he is so and uh no, it was it was it was fun but yeah was, I was I I didn't really understand the league until like my second year just like wow and I I liked it because it was just it was for guys that for the love of the game, and we just still wanted to play hockey, and just maybe a bunch of misfits that didn't fit in another place. So. so
0: it's funny. I remember my first try, first time that they called by Klaus, uh, Klaus, and Burgundy, and he uh, he he was like, "Just come on up," and I was like, "Okay," I remember, like showing up, kind of being like you know what is this, and then. I remember sitting on the bench, and it was Billy Seinfeld. He was like one of the first that came over and started talking to me. But I walked in the locker room with Mikey and Tom, and I didn't know who they were. And you guys all assumed that like we were—I was buddies with them—and I'm like, I have no idea. It's who and,
1: Milwaukee. I mean, it's just, like, yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah, are from the same thing. It's not like Fond du Lac where everyone knows everybody.
0: Yeah, and he was, and those—they weren't the most liked people because they were coming from one of the bigger rivals.
1: Right. When, so, because I think your first year was the year that Milwaukee pulled it yep you guys went to Kenosha, and a few guys didn't and I'll never forget the day that Mike Belustrade walked into the bear's locker room. <laughs> it was like, oh my god he was he wouldn't for the last two years he was all over me, he just one of the best trash talkers you'll find <laughs>
0: so yeah, you guys and
1: now he's one of my best friends.
0: Yeah, and you guys all thought like and I remember like he walked in, like mic dropped, music stopped, and you guys like looked at him, and I remember like you guys looking at me like the same way. I'm going, I'm not gonna know them. Like 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 we were, still,
1: we were we weren't very good, so we would take any players. I, I the funniest thing I thought was that we didn't know your your name. Called, <laughs> I think it was they called you Flick and right Flick, Plick. <laughs> I think I think you were on the roster as Ryan Plick. <laughs> so, yep. For like, I
0: mean,
1: it, was just, it was pretty much back then. Show up and skate, and then then the league got more organized. I think in the next couple of years, and kind of just took off, and and with social media and stuff like that, player people were able to connect with the league, follow the league. Because back then, nobody knew. I mean, people know who the Final Lake Bears were, but they. <coughs> I mean, because the final like bears have been around since the '30s. They are only the teams that his, had history. People knew. Teams, yep. People didn't know about teams and like you know teams in Appleton or and I don't know in a couple other towns, Milwaukee, things like yeah. that. But they were always a new team every couple of years.
0: Yeah, that's just too. It's, it's uh, social media and, and and that has definitely propelled the the league and helped out a lot and things like that. And it's like I said, it's it's an awesome league. Like I I enjoy my time playing it and I always tell the kids like you know, like they always have aspirations to go play. And, and sometimes, and you know, most kids goals have goals. They'll play college hockey. And I always tell them like, you know, like <clears throat> going to college and playing, you know, ACHA Division I, or Division Three, that's a great goal to have. But if it doesn't work out and you go to a trade school like, or a two-year school or things like that, like look up to GLHL. Like you're, you can find your way on a team like that and have an amazing run. Like, and it's and I, and I tell kids all the time, it's like, you know, like you play to play the game. You don't play to, you know, you don't play hockey for the denomination of level of, you know, like you don't play for Ryan, like you don't play for the NCAA. You play to play. And whether Division one or GLHL, play to play, have fun. Like, and that's the biggest thing is like, just have fun. Like, that's it.
1: And then you meet and And I've met, I mean, I know so many people in Fond du Lac from living here for the last 17 years and it's all because of hockey jobs okay. you, you meet people you get a, you get a new job because of hockey there's so many connections in the hockey world and if you're a you're a reasonable fun person and personable and not a huge ego things like that like they said those guys get weeded out really it doesn't matter how <laughs> people like you and have and you're gonna meet some great people because the hockey community is a great community
0: that's so, all right, we, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. That was an awesome interview. I'm hoping people got a little history in the GLHL, what it is, what it, what it, what it can be for you. And, um, I also got to introduce one of the GLHL legends of the game. <laughs> just want to say thanks for coming on. Do you have any last things you'd like to add?
1: No, I uh, Just uh, whatever, I mean, everything going on with, with hockey now, hopefully everything is getting back for the younger kids so they can go to junior trials to whatever they plan on doing next year and, like I said, it's just continue to play hockey, and one way or the other, if it's just if it's just you know Sunday night league and fondle, still I mean that's league's gotten better and it's more fun. It's great to see more people playing hockey. Don't do just quit and don't do anything. If you just want to play recreation, don't pick up hockey. There's always that too. So maybe eventually you, you work your way into a men's league like the Bears or or something like that because can't play forever. Which you know, that that's what I'm trying to do. Eventually you're you're gonna you'd regret it if you if you quit before you before you
0: should. yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like, play for as long as you can. One of the things I always try to people is when it's gone, when you start having a family and you start having, there's injuries and all these sort of things that happen, you're going to miss it when it's taken away from you. Like, you're going to miss it so much. And that's one of the things that's really tough is that you, you miss it when it's gone. And I know there's kids out there who, you know, they might be burnt out from the from the grind of playing college hockey, high school hockey, and the level of commitment they had to put in it. And I always tell them, just go play league. You're gonna to learn to love the game again. Absolutely. Like you'll learn to love the locker room. That guys are there because they want to be. there, not because my dad wants to be there, right?
1: And there's nobody watching over you. The, yeah. The, the rules aren't really a lot more relaxed. If any. Yep. it's just it's you're there to have a good time, and that's that's what hockey, and that's what game, that's what it's a game. It's a game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it's all about. If you're not having fun, then obviously it's not for you. But but yeah, so it's definitely it's it's a great option to have, and you can still play hockey even when you're older.
0: Yeah. So, so I say thank you again for coming on. An awesome interview. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, everyone else, we have views from the bench coming up next week. So check all those out. Um, and everyone else, thank you for watching. thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot. And have a good day.
1: Right, you too.